Welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneur Salon, where it's our goal to increase our knowledge through conversation and create community in the process. Today's topic is Twitter for entrepreneurs, especially knowledge entrepreneurs. Twitter is really an interesting tool. It's an interesting platform because it's deep, the basic structure, everybody gets that very quickly. It's short messages. You're very restricted. You can tag people, you can tag topics, but how to have a conversation on Twitter, how to use Twitter to broadcast your message and how to think of it from the mindset of a knowledge entrepreneur that's really advanced. At least that's how I felt about it when I slowly tiptoed into using Twitter for knowledge entrepreneurs, because that's how I started it. I have the startup, that's my main job, trickle.app. It's a knowledge platform. To be honest, to practice that was also part of launching knowledge entrepreneurs as a side project to practice broadcasting about something, growing an audience and uh, using also Twitter for that. That's my playground, if you want. I'm doing this now for three to four months. I have a Twitter account for already years, but I never really used it, especially not for broadcasting. There was a time where I consumed a little bit, but only when I started Knowledge Entrepreneurs, I wanted to use it actively. And I shied away for, for it for quite some time. I started a little bit, I went back again, and only in the recent weeks, I think I got the hang of a few core principles. I would like to discuss them here with you. Maybe as a start, who uh, consider themselves familiar with Twitter, very familiar with Twitter. We have one person here in the call who considers themselves further than a beginner and who's considering themselves as a beginner in Twitter, really starting out learning their ropes at this very moment. The majority, the huge majority. I think I raised my hand as well because I think you can actually feel both at the same time. It's like I introduced it, an intimidating tool. Let's start with the basics. A lot of people might use it for consumption, but how do you, how do you approach it for communication and also for publishing? That's the first area that I want to explore here with you. My first question here for the group would be, when it comes to being active on Twitter, what do you see there? Are there different personas, different use cases? Is there something that you like a lot or something that where you say, oh, I never want to go there, but focused on the broadcasting? What comes to your mind there? Maybe as a start, I wrote this post recently, and it's also a Twitter thread, 100 ideas, what to post on Twitter. And there I, I said that I learned, for example, from Dan that you mention people and, and start conversations with them. You can actually talk about something that, that's on your mind, like a weekly motto that you have, and then you tag people and prompt them for, for a comment. That worked very well on the receiving end. When I was tagged by then, I felt obliged to answer because I know him and I wanted to get involved. That sparked a nice conversation where I met new people at the same time. So with Dan putting out this conversation starter, I was hooked to come on board and then a full conversation started with other people. And I think that's one strong suit of Twitter that it's conversation in public. So a start can lead to a full conversation. Any thoughts on that? 
had my Twitter account for years, probably since 2008. I used it mainly just for consumption, but not putting anything out there. But it was never, I would say, useful. It may be entertaining, but not useful. About six plus months ago, I got very deliberate about curating the feed, taking out a lot of people like these people are not providing value. Let me just start following people that provide value, something that's meaningful to me. And it got so much more useful for me. Yeah. I can see now where I'm having conversations, I'm interacting, I'm talking where before it was just complete consumption. And now it's conversations are taking place. Totally. Let me emphasize this. Once you start doing it, it's a night and day difference. I recently said to friends that I now understand that Twitter is not for consumption. You can even leave that out more or less completely, but it's for conversations, right? That you speak up with other people in public and then other chime in. Has somebody an experience like that? Who started a conversation or a very rewarding one that you can remember right now? It's not so much that I started a conversation, but uh, I could follow up to what Chris said. I really started to unfollow everyone I was just consuming from a political standpoint or sports or whatever. And I joined the Ship 30 for 30 community. And over there, over one of the essays, a really nice conversation started. And then we hopped on a Zoom call. And ever since I, I unfollowed all these consumption accounts, and I found you, found, found this salon here, and then the Nest Labs community, the Ship 30 for 30 community, all of a sudden, all these really interesting communities started to show up. And now I'm connecting with people. I had an in-depth discussion with Frazier over one of my essays, over my blog. It's really rewarding. As soon as you get really in touch with people, it, it one leads to another. And it's a completely new place now, Twitter for me. I, I ignored it for six or seven years. And, and now it's really, I can't get off it anymore, which is another problem. But, yeah. and let me touch on something you just said there, Florian. Same, I did ship for 30 and And I noticed that the people I'm interacting with, I see them more as peers, the people I can talk to and have a conversation with versus celebrities or somebody that I'm following. There's that distance versus people that I feel that I can make a connection with. And that, once again, makes yeah. it useful. Yeah, but what really struck me, and uh, that's true on Twitter, but also on, on other social media is... Sometimes you can get in contact with these kind of celebrities. And it's really strange. There's one artist and she's doing great work. And um, she even had her art displayed in New York in the subway station in the new one with, uh, with him. And she posted something and I replied to it. And, and then within two minutes, she replied back to me. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> what's happening here? And that's happening with all kinds of people that I just send a message. And even though they're celebrities and, and I had like, I had, Back then 20 followers on Twitter, they, they replied. And I think Twitter and uh, can be a really nice place. If you approach people in a nice way, usually you get nice feedback. It's just when you get into all these heated and hateful discussion, then, then that's what it, what it turns into. Mm. Let's put a pin on that because that's really an important learning for me. Twitter is for conversation. You can tag people to make them aware that you are talking to them. That works for small communities. And I think this is a brilliant point. You should focus on small communities first. No, don't reach for the stars right away. Don't reach like uh, Twitter to the void that somebody should answer. S mention specific people. Have a conversation in public because other people chime in. And there's this network effect that the people they are connected to are noticing that as well. Some people that you mentioned might retweet your tweet so other people see it. And then this, this gets going. Start at the beginning. It's a little bit like here in the salon. 
where you where I start with a small community of people that I actually know that can get to know me and then build from there. It works at the same time also with the famous people because the same effects, we are all humans. If a famous person tweets something, they are looking at the replies. You can be sure. Sometimes they glimpse, sometimes they don't have the time to look at every reply. But in general, they look at every reply because they're curious, because they didn't put it out for just broadcasting. They want to see what happens. So that's a chance. You can create value with an insightful message and then you get noticed. Do you think that some of these bigger celebrities have teams that are curating, looking over things, making some sort of replies and you get the feeling that perhaps you haven't engaged other than a like, perhaps? That's possible, but unlikely. I think, especially for the people that you are interested in, this won't generally be the case because it, it is a little bit hard. You know how the apps work. They don't make a big difference. They don't have the Twitter audience management suite or something. Some possibilities are there, and I'm sure Trump had to some extent people working for him. But you also see Trump is a good example. You could really trail back how he just impulsively tweeted, how he replied to stuff. It's hard to get your Twitter account managed from an external entity. That rarely happens. The second point I want to touch on is that Twitter is a conversation in public. That's very important. A picture that I had in my mind when I thought about Twitter is imagine a huge convention you know how this works a little bit, right? A huge bunch of people stand together and they talk. Some people are on stage, some people at the coffee shop. So at Twitter, this all happens at the same time, but it has a track record. You can actually now go back in time and look at the conversations in the coffee shop. You can look at the conversations on stage. You can pick that up even because it's spread over time. It's on record. Everything is on record, but the dynamics are still the same. For example, you can raise your hand and say, okay, I'm talking now about this and that topic. And you, you enter a hashtag and people will sometimes look up hashtags and then you get random people coming to you and, and listening to what you have to say. At the same time, you have followers of people that are notified when you mention something, when you say something. So you have these network effects again and you can build big audiences. Of course, you can also be the subject of a big audience, like people on stage can call you out by mentioning you, then their followers reply to that as well. You're suddenly in a discussion where you maybe even didn't want to go in there. You should think of it first as a conversation medium and not so much about like I'm scrolling the feed and I'm consuming silently. This can be a little bit scary, but it has these huge advantages that where you can grow an audience actually where people can listen to you or where you can actually remind them of you and what you have to say who is interested in bringing out a message on twitter talking about something on twitter in public i'm just wondering uh, just bringing your message out there for instance you're writing a blog post or you're making a YouTube video. What are your thoughts on using Twitter in like the, the, the writing process until uh, you get to a certain product or for promoting what you have been writing or recording on Twitter? 
the, what are the, the forms of engagement and the types of conversation you're using for both of those stages? And what do you use and what do you prefer? I think I had the breakthrough idea a few um, days ago where I said, actually, Twitter is all about conversation. So it's actually like a pub where you go after work and you talk about your day. That's how you should use Twitter. You publish, of course, not in the pub, right? You can do that on Twitter. Don't get me wrong. You can have a whole business running on Twitter. The possibility is there. But it's not the main use case. The main use case is this. You are writing a blog, or you are doing a podcast, or you're creating something. That's what the knowledge entrepreneur does. So you can talk about that on Twitter. You can talk about it before that you want to do something. You can talk about in the middle that you say, oh, things get tough. It's really hard. And, and you talk to your peers. Do you talk to people that you interviewed? Maybe you talk to people that you that listen that were in the salon here. I could, after the salon, reach out to you, share the recording in a way, or making you aware of that. I'm still not very good at it, but I somehow finally understood where, where this is going and what we should do. It's talking about it, mentioning people in a good way, having a conversation. Imagine somebody comes into a bar and then they say, I want to sell you something. Hello, everyone, listen to me. That doesn't come off too good. People will be a little bit, what's the deal? But if somebody is funny talking to you, you're standing there and they, the person comes next to you and talks to you, they chat you up. That's okay if they are entertaining, if they are nice, polite, you know what to do. You know how to behave. And you can do that on Twitter anytime with a huge worldwide pub, actually. In the beginning, of course, the pub is like the, the 20 followers you have. Do you have some strategies for that? Plus the people that you are mentioning and the followers of your followers. Because if you're talking something interesting and they laugh and they might retweet it, immediately it spreads. And the effects are slow in the beginning, but they build up over time. Forget who it was that was making a point about writing on your, your blog and such. But one thing that I'm learning from Shift 30 for 30 that Twitter can be used for is, is feedback and getting analytics. You look at your Twitter analytics and you can get a ton of information on what resonates. So a lot of writers, what they're doing is just putting out the seeds of ideas out into Twitter. You put out 20 things just starters and you see what resonates and then you put out 20 and three of them get very high engagement. And then you say, okay, let's dig into those. And then you build on that because there's something about that topic or that that resonates. So you start using that feedback loop to see, maybe it can help see what you should write yeah. about. You know, We have to be careful when you are starting out and you're listening to what people with huge followings are doing. They can do different things. For example, people with 10,000 followers, they might ask a question to their audience. Think about it. How valuable is the question? First of all, it could be valuable because it comes from somebody that I admire. And I think, oh, I want to answer to that person. That could be value to me. The other value, if, if you have a following of 10,000 people, will be insightful answers. They know that other people are looking too. So they create immediately a small forum there are a lot of value, a lot of values generated to with incentives to reply, with incentives to read the replies. That works beautifully. But if you have 20 people following you in question, chances are high that these incentives don't work. Um, 
On the other hand, if you are asking one person personally, if I would, after this call, write a message to somebody, tag somebody here on Twitter and ask, I thought maybe the salon was a little bit, I don't know, I talked too much. What do you think about that? And I address one person, they would probably reply, right? Because there are different incentives going on on a personal level. And it's so think about it. What's your current status on Twitter? And how can you create value by having a conversation with other people, by sharing what you do? You can also create value by having your Twitter feed representative on what you are doing at the moment, because some people will be interested in that and they will check out your Twitter feed to, to get an answer. I also think that it's very helpful. What I'm now seeing very much on Twitter is that people give feedback and positive feedback, trying to engage with people that send out something or that publish something. That's also a very good conversation starter. If, as long as you keep it um, positive and really try to add value in a nice, non-preachy way, then that's really a good conversation starter as well. Twitter is really something to, to connect with people and get their feedback and give feedback. If you did it long enough or often enough or good enough, then you will get feedback on your stuff as well from them or from people who are, who are watching you in, in, in these conversations. Since we're talking about the content of the message, staying kind, polite and positive is so important because when you look at Twitter, like when you look in a bar, people that are loud, and maybe a little bit aggressive even, get a lot of attention. And you might misjudge that as a positive signal. Oh, this person gets so much likes or replies because they do what the algorithms are doing. They put out stuff that is very polarizing. They get people on their side and other are repelled and they get a lot of engagement. Don't do that as a human being because you grow your own audience like a garden. You will get what you attract. Of course, you can go down that road and it might be a quicker road to more followers, but think about whether these are the followers that you really want, whether this is the audience that you really want. So me personally, I think having your best manners out there, being aware that you could hurt feelings, that text is always a little bit difficult, be positive, be kind, share your opinion, but make very clear that it is only your opinion and not the general rule. Others could have totally different opinions. You probably all know it, but it's sometimes easy to forget, especially when you're posting or Twitter, uh, Twittering to the void. You don't really know who's looking at it. You don't get a good feeling. Just focus on the positive. Just talk to people, which is again, a good hack. If you're talking to one person, you can be kind, you know how to behave, and other people can listen in. And, and that's totally possible on Twitter. It is on record. And you can get the benefits out of it also going forward. If you're having a conversation with someone, does that mean you try to just mention someone instead of sending him a direct message? You try yes. to get it out into the open. The thing is on Twitter, you can send direct messages. But that's really not the point of Twitter. It's a separate point. It's also very useful for that because most people have a Twitter account these days. If, if you meet people at a, at a Zoom call, chances are high that I can send you a DM now after the call just with your name. But the general conversation style on Twitter is that I would make a public message. I would just mention them and they would know that this is public. Mm -hmm. And this is part of the value because others can chime in. Others can reply. There's no such thing as a private tweet. You can tweet it out there. You can mention people, 
it's a little bit scary at the beginning. You, you, you might say, oh, I don't want to be mentioned. Actually, when I was mentioned sometimes, it put a positive pressure on me. I was flattered that somebody was mentioning me publicly. I also felt a certain need to reply, but especially when it comes from a good place, it's really a positive pressure. Mm. I would try it. I would definitely go with it because it's the norm. If they have a Twitter account, they know that they can be mentioned in public and it's totally fine. It's the standard. Can you give sort of an example or some rules on how you would construct a message for the public instead of just a direct message? How, how would you frame a, a question or an ID for one or a few persons? To make the contrast, generally a lot of people put their thoughts out there on Twitter. And I learned you should avoid saying, I think that, because it's clear, you have to be very brief. Creating value is always a good idea. It's clear that it comes from you, that it's your opinion, that you're not the all-knowing um, entity. This is one part of it. It's not addressed to anybody. For example, I could say the other day I, had, I participated in this wonderful workshop of Dan Greenwald, and I learned so much about StoryWatch, and I got tons of value out of it. Thank you for doing that. This is just a compliment that I make in public. It's much more useful in public than if I send uh, Dan just an email, because then he can retweet it or uh, like other people notice it. That's a perfect use case for Twitter. I could pick out now Chris, for example, and say, Chris, I noticed that you repeatedly came to the salon and multiple times the first person to talk. I'm really thankful for this energy and the value you bring to the salon. It's, it's very easy. It's just a matter of doing it. There was this tendency in, in recent years that once a person got a little famous or they got a certain job, then people went through their Twitter feed to see what they were talking about in public. Especially in the beginning, if you don't know Twitter well, you maybe write something that can be misunderstood or you use it very personally. I always say you should know that you're on the public. You should know that you're on record. I would never use Twitter to broadcast everything because it also doesn't serve the purpose of a knowledge entrepreneur. You want to have your expertise out there. You want that people know your Twitter account for a certain expertise. At the same time, you will be personal. You will add a personal touch to it, but the same way you would do it on a stage uh, in front of people. You would still nowadays talk about your private life in, in the way that you see fit. In principle, all your conversations stay on Twitter. You can have 10,000 tweets or more. What you could do, what you could consider is to, to delete old tweets. Of course, manually is very tedious. It doesn't really work. But there are actually methods, and I put that in the shared document in the chat. There's a blog article of Volker Wiener that I uh, link, and he uses a Raspberry Pi and a small script that actually deletes old tweets from him after a certain period of time under certain conditions. Technical inclined people can even say, okay, and I think he did it, if I like that tweet, or if it has more than 10 retweets, or if it has X, Y, Z, then don't delete it. It can actually filter out the part that didn't create a lot of traction. And then you can get rid of that and just keep the stuff that is valuable because a lot of people shared it on Twitter. After I prepared our call here or salon, I noticed that Toby from Shopify, the CEO, said in his Twitter bio, all tweets ought to delete after one year. It seems like 
more, more people are aware of that phenomenon that it's maybe if you reach a certain threshold, you shouldn't have all your, let's say, it's similar like having Gmail. Imagine somebody hacks your Gmail account and gets all your emails. It's maybe not the worst thing, but it's definitely uncomfortable. So you might consider to do that at some point if you want. Next would be to talk about conversations, how conversations on Twitter happen, because that's also not so straightforward. I give a quick introduction. You tweet something. Then you can add another tweet, which is basically a reply to your first tweet. And Twitter noticed that more and more people are doing it to have longer messages, so they call it a thread. You replying your, to your own tweet, replying to your own tweet, replying to your own tweet, not the same tweet, but always this chain. That's a thread. Twitter knows this and, and flags it. So somebody reading the fifth answer can press the button show thread and you see all. But be aware that even if you post 20 messages, not all these 20 messages will be shown to your followers. Twitter makes compromises, things with the most engagement, where the algorithms say that might be most interesting to you, you will see maybe only one message of that thread or maybe two or something like that. So it's a little bit hard to see. But if you post one single tweet, it's I think always in the timeline of the people that you follow. I, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, as a general rule, that should be the case. Now, conversations happen. People can answer to every tweet in that chain. If they do, they create a little branch, like an email thread. So they create a branch, they mention somebody else. This person can now answer to the next uh, tweet of that branch and so on. There can be a very complex hierarchy. The problem is this. I recently wanted to, to do something with it, to say, okay, I, I create a, a high-level structure, let's say four tweets. And then I say, okay, there are some nice quotes in this article. So I go with answers from the second tweet, then I would say, okay, I have a counter argument and I would answer to the third tweet. I wanted to use the structure like an email thread or like a forum thread that works really well in a forum thread. If you see it, you, you really know where you're going with this. That doesn't work at Twitter at all because the way they're presenting it to you is always meant single tweets first. You might see the replies, but then you see the thread messages first then the additional replies below, it's a huge mess. The, the, the punchline is this, don't try to build a complex structure on Twitter. Just go with the flow. Right? You can't create a thread, somebody's answering, just answer to them, and it somehow will work out. But don't make a huge argument over a cascade of, of messages. That's my learning that I want to share with you. Any experiences from your side regarding how to structure conversations? There's some setting that if you want to bring something close to the top of your list, people go to your page, they'll see you, is you just do a reply to your own thread, and then that'll move the parent of the thread up to the top. So if someone goes to your page, if there's something that maybe is back in your history, but you want to bring it back up to the top again, rather than pinning it, you just do a reply and it'll pop back up to the top. I don't know the particulars if it just puts that reply or the whole thing, but I don't know, it's worth looking into. It's definitely worth looking into because immediately you can reply to a tweet, you can mention that tweet, which is basically a new tweet, but with a citation of that tweet, a quick link, it's like attaching it to mm -hmm. another tweet. 
or you can retweet, which is basically just putting it to the top. So there are these different techniques. And going forward, I will write more about it and I will try to distill the main message there because I'm always interested in these tech tools. But there are also guides out there that really teach you or tell you how, how it really works. But you need to investigate. It's really not easy to understand it from just using Twitter. I do quite a few tweet threads and I use an app called Typefully. I don't know if you've seen it. It, it lets you see what your tweets will look like in the thread form, but just by making multiple breaks between them in a long freeform article. The problem with that is that if you press tweet at the end, they all go in at once. And if they all go in at once, then you're less likely to get anyone to see them than if you took each one you did and separately put them 30 seconds apart doing your own retweet process. Notice much higher engagement if you do the first one, re reply to yourself, the second one, 30 seconds or more. And then what if you put a, a long seven thread tweet through Typefully, even though it's a fantastic way of seeing what it's going to look like and all that sort of stuff. And another thing from before, Akeem, when you mentioned when you're replying to people, I might mention that if you reply to someone's message, be sure you don't leave the at sign reply as the very first part of your tweet. Put something ahead of that at sign, like a dot or hi or hello. Because if you do that, apparently, if you don't do that, your own followers don't see your reply as often. If you put something before that at sign, so the very first thing they see is not the at sign, then you're guaranteed for it show up in your followers, uh, the reply. I haven't guaranteed that because you've probably found this too. When you look at what of what you just tweeted, it's much different than a follower sees of what you just did. It's like you say that your tweet threads all jumbled up. You can see number seven followed by number three and followed by number one, but they don't see that. They see it in the right order. Good point that there's this difference what you see and what other people see. There's also this difference between you have the timeline and the replies, and you have two tabs basically that you can check out also on a different profile. That makes a difference. And Twitter is this very basic tool that was always geared up and, and tweaked. Sometimes they say, okay, if it starts with an ad sign, then it's a reply and we put it in that bucket. But if you have a high or even a dot, then it's like an original tweet and we put it in the other bucket. So that could very well be the case. One more thing. Twitter can be really addictive and it's just a normal thing. If people recognize you or if people mention you, you get these dopamine and these oxytocin rushes and other people talking about you. It's really, really addictive feeling to get involved in Twitter. Just being aware of it helps already. It's normal that you glimpse on your phone 10 times if one of your tweet gets relatively viral for your case. And for some people, it goes really viral with like hundreds of thousands. And then their whole day is like no productivity at all. They're just looking at their phone all the time. That's normal. And you should not see it as a very bad, <laughs> I don't want to get addicted. In a way, yes, avoid to get addicted to Twitter, but still see it as also a positive thing because these things that you're feeling are real when people are talking to you. You have to tone it down a lot because of course it's very simple to, to mention somebody. But I have noticed that I sometimes when I tweet about someone, it takes me a lot of time to write that tweet because I want to write not hurt the feelings and add value. So there is a real effort in these uh, tweets. My take on it would be just know it, 
take it down. Don't scroll so much because you will get just the effect of thinking that everybody else has so much success and a better life than you and blah, blah, blah. And we, everybody thinks the same way. So just screw it. Don't do it. Uh, just think you are in a good spot. You are in a very good spot. And, and you can use Twitter as well to connect and have conversations with other people. So with that being said, I would wrap up now and I will be available here. I will stay on the call. You can just leave now if you want, or you can stay if you have another question. And I would encourage you to try to use Twitter for tweeting. Have conversation, mention me, mention the people that you saw here, mention something that was on your mind that you want to add, or reach out to people that you want to make a compliment. And I have a post, it's 100 ideas for Twitter. You use it as a little cheat sheet to, to see, oh, that's an idea, I could do that. And then go and do it, because that makes all the difference. Not so much thinking about it, but rather leap and mention someone. Thank you for showing up at the salon. And I'm looking forward to see you another time here.